Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. Hey guys, it is Ruben from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. And uh, we're going to get into this topic of thinking and growing like an entrepreneur. This is a mindset thing. You know, it doesn't matter if you are an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur, um, whether you are working uh, within a company but thinking like an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter. The whole point is about personal growth here. So we've got the expert on this topic, Anthony. I, I can't wait get in, wait to get into this because I'm a total student of this and I'm continually trying to evolve. If you well, could, please, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's there's no true experts, right? Right. So uh, if you could start with a bio and then let's get into the topic. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll bring it way back. I, I, was, uh, I was a fashion designer way back when. And um, I had run my own company for over a decade, uh, me and my wife. And um, uh, the industry had imploded at about 2004 here in Canada. And... Um, and I was left fending for my family, and um, and I, I wasn't sure what to do. So there there got a point where I was digging through the couch for change, and I was just like, I need to change stuff up. So I, uh, I ironically, the next day, a friend of mine had come to my apartment, and he was like, Hey, I'm making all this cash in IT. I was like, Where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, cause at, at the time I was living, uh, you know, near poverty level between me, my wife and, and my son. And I, and so I had to make a change bottom, uh, sorry, long story short is, um, I was looking online for stuff to, to really understand the industry and the tech and all that was there was, um, was eBooks and, reading dry IT books as a fashion designer just didn't do it for me. <laughs> so next day I signed up for a, a sign up at a community college for a database administration course. And as they say, the rest is history. You know, a year later I got out of school and I got a job with Citigroup as a Unix admin. Uh, I've been in IT for over 15 years. Uh, I went from a Unix administrator to a um, to a uh, uh, Windows systems administrator. I even had my own IT business in the middle, helping out small businesses. And um, eventually, I moved into a DevOps engineer. Um, I don't want to get too complex with the tech here, but uh, being a DevOps engineer mean that meant that I had to constantly learn new technologies. And so I had uh, gotten into cloud and I was taking all these certifications. And I found that the more certifications I got, the better I became at the tech, the better job that I got, the more money that I got paid. So it was this really nice trickle effect. And eventually it just became almost addictive. And um, and it really struck me one day that how important it was. And other people started to ask me, Anthony, how did you do it? How did you, you know, make it from fashion to IT? And it was all about that learning mindset. 
And so when I had left corporate, I decided that I wanted to, um, to give back. And the way for me to give back was for me to give somebody that same blessing that I had, which was to, you know, get the, the, the learnings that they needed in order to better their lives. And so that's what I'm doing now. I'm uh, creating courses, uh, certification prep courses for Google Cloud and allowing people to um, gain the knowledge that they need and the skill set that they need to A, um, get an interview and B, have the skill set to do the job. And once they're there and they have that mindset, all it takes is a little bit of well, a lot of effort <laughs> and, um, and really just a, a go-getter attitude that will uh, increase their, um, their salary as well as their learnings. And hopefully they will in turn do the same for somebody else. Mm. Well, that, that story is so compelling to me on so many levels because there's a lot of stereotypes that I think that yeah. you broke, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and it is, and it is the essence of, I think the growth mindset, which is continually mm -hmm. evolving, you know, yes. by the time we're 40 years old or 80 years old, all, most of all the cells in our body have re rebuilt themselves and effectively we're a different person. It's mm -hmm. like having a car, a classic Ford Mustang, a 1967, by the time you've owned it for 50 years, you might have replaced every single part of it. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and maybe, is that the is it a different car? Is it the same car? Who knows? The soul, one would argue, is the yes. same. And I think that what's amazing about your story is that it's a story of integration to me. It's a story of taking all your interests, all the things that you're passionate about, which are affecting change, which are helping people, which are being fashionable and dapper, which might I say you most definitely are with Thank that you. gentleman's cut and the perfect bow tie, that lime green, love it, uh, perfectly fitted shirt on the shoulders. I noticed the details. <laughs> you know, these are these are things that, that show integration where you have done something that unfortunately a lot of people can't do, which is to say, how do I align my personal interests, my professional goals, and my... Uh, adult responsibilities. I actually want to disagree with you. I okay. think I truly think that if I can do it, coming from a completely in different industry, I didn't have a degree. I, I merely had a, a diploma uh, and some certifications. I was able to to get into a completely different industry. And mm. so, um, my message to people is that it doesn't matter what industry you're in if you are really passionate about what it is that you want to do, then there's, there's no stopping you. Like you can, you can learn what you need to and get out there and start doing what you, what you love doing. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's, those are inspiring words. I think what a lot of people struggle with is this idea of fear of reinvention because mm. starting from the bottom, oh, that's the worst. It's so tough. It really is. I mean, <laughs> especially I if you, you you were married with children. I mean, that's tough. So I started working out at Geek Squad, you know, oh. fixing people's computers in uh, in Best Buy, and it sucked. It really did. You know, there was there was times where I was on call. 
you know, as a, uh, a windows administrator, I would, I would get a call in the middle of the night to fix something down at the data center. I mean, we don't have that problem as much anymore, but mm. you know, being on call, it, it sucks, but it's part of the journey, right? Mm. There's, there's always something to be learned in every situation. It, it's just up to us to find out what that really is. Mm. That's, that's tremendous. Now, a couple of questions for you. You now function as an instructor, as a coach, as a guide, what has that entrepreneurial process been like for you going from fashion designer, then to total career pivot, working for very large corporations, and now being an entrepreneur um, that's in the education kind of coaching space? What has mm -hmm. that shift been like for you? Honestly, the constant there was the people. Mm -hmm. The people never change. People are people, you know, we all have feelings, we all have um, our ups and downs, and we all need structure. Um, and so that was the constant that kept me on my path. Everything else was changing. It was, you know, the business, it was the hours. Um, you know, I, I'm sure that you know, <laughs> when you're an entrepreneur, you don't have regular hours, you have you know, odd hours, you know, sometimes you're working really late. Uh, sometimes you take a day off. Some, some days you decide that in the middle of the day, you're going to do something else and you're going to context switch. Uh, whereas in corporate, it's, you have this pattern, you know, you wake up, you get on transit. Well, you used to get on transit. <laughs> <laughs> now you get on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you sit at your desk, and then you go through the motions of your day. Uh, as an entrepreneur, there there is none of that. Uh, it, it's more you have to structure yourself. You have to be self-disciplined. Um, but the the people is um, is the constant there. And so as long as I have people within my day, then everything else just, I guess, revolves around it. Mm. Nice, man. Nicely put. What, what is this idea of uh, having a growth, growth mindset? What does that mean to you? It means that failure is always an option. Mm. So it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you, if you fail, Hey, it's learning in disguise. You know, you take it, you learn from exactly what you did and you go ahead and try it again and you keep on trying. And this is, this is a, a mindset that we're not, we're, we're not taught. Um, I, I don't, I don't know about you, but with, with my parents, um, or, you know, my parents' generation, they were taught that failure is bad. Mm. Failure is not bad. Failure is merely learnings. Uh, because if you, if you don't go ahead and try something, then you don't know if it's going to work. You know, how many times have you seen these um, millionaires fail and they turn around and they uh, all of a sudden create this great thing because they failed so many times? So I, I keep on telling people that, you know, in order to, to have that mindset, you need to accept failure. 
and embrace it. It's not a bad thing. We're taught that it was a bad thing, but it's not. It's actually a great thing because the more you fail, the closer you be, the closer you come to being successful. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's this idea of, you know, public shame, public humiliation, mm -hmm. shame within the family of failure, <laughs> that moment when you're looking in between the pillows on the sofa for some extra yeah. change to, to go to the dollar menu. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it's embarrassing, you know, and uh, it's, I think that that comes, you know, I think it comes from a survival place where we don't want to starve to death. We, our mm -hmm. family members, our, you know, friends and family don't want to see us die, so to speak. Uh, but at the same time, there's this idea and there's this faith, this hope, this optimism that we might have knowing yes. that, yes, this is a low moment today, mm -hmm. but tomorrow is where the opportunity is. And that's the pivot. And that's the gift. It didn't happen to us. It happened for us. Mm -hmm. And you know. and that's the thing is a lot of a, a lot of people they they don't want to embrace it. I mean, we're all human beings. We we all work the same. We all have the in, same inner workings. We all have a heart. We all have a brain. We all have uh, a body, and um, we're not perfect. You know, anyone who says that they've never failed, they're either lying or they haven't left the house. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't done anything. They've just sat on the couch. Um, but even then you could fail. <laughs> you could fall off the couch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can put AAA batteries in the remote instead of AA batteries. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, but I mean, everyone fails. We all come from the same place. We all come from the same starting point. And and so it's it's a common thing, but nobody talks about it. It's like a it's like a dirty little secret, mm. and you know I aim to to squash that. Yeah. Well, you know, religion and faith and spirituality, I think, are a lot of driving forces for people because they can put their hand on their heart, mm -hmm. they can put their hands up to the heavens, and they can say. I don't understand this. This is challenging, but I know that there's a path for me. You know, atheists, on the other hand, <laughs> I sometimes think, <laughs> what is what is the faith that they can pull? Now, I say this tongue in cheek, obviously. I'm being a little funny here, but yes. <laughs> but but where I'm going with this is how can we tap into an idea of of self-love? and trust in the universe knowing that there is light at the end of the tunnel when we are in a low moment what is it that we can tap into if we don't necessarily have a god you know have an emblem have a deity have some element of that what is the the self internal or external idea that we might connect to to get us through those moments um well i can tell you what works for me and that is you have to remember to be kind to yourself. Mm. You know, you're, you're kind to your family. You're kind to the people that you love the most, but we tend to neglect ourselves mm. and we need to be kind to ourselves. And when we're kind, we tend to take a step back and, and really embrace that love for ourselves. And that's when the magic happens. That's when everything opens up and you start to reflect. 
but a lot of people like to bury the hurt as I call it. Mm. And when you bury the hurt, it's kind of like, you know, that little dirt pile in your house and you kind of sweep it under the rug. Well, every time you sweep it under the rug, it eventually will come to a big mound. And, you know, when that big mound gets big enough, you're going to trip over it and you're going to fall flat on your face and you're going to hurt yourself. So, <laughs> which, um, you know, if you, if you look at it from a human standpoint, that's when people blow up when they, you know, go, go ballistic is because it, they have all that pent up, um, energy and pent up frustration. Um, and it is because they need to be kind to themselves. It's, um, it's, I find it necessary. Mm. Absolutely necessary. And because without it, you, you won't be able to, to survive. Mm. You're, you know, you'll go through life having to deal with that, with that hurt, knowing that it's there. And, um, you're, you're just waiting. You're trying to avoid it. It's, it's kind of like a car going down the road and you're trying to swerve around other cars. Well, you're trying to swerve around that pain. And when you just give into it, there's so, so much beauty that comes of it. You know, I, I see a lot of people, um, that I talk to when they go out for a job interview um, they get so disappointed that the job that they really, really wanted, they didn't get, but they don't look at the upside. And that is, that wasn't the job for them to begin with. There's another job that's just right for them. That's waiting for them. And all they need to do is find it. Hmm. Yeah, those those catalyst moments are are such gifts. You know, yeah. I I got a call from a friend yesterday in the evening, <clears throat> a dear friend, and he was telling me that he had an op a business opportunity that he had been pursuing, and that unfortunately it didn't work out. The the mm -hmm. the other side went in a different direction, and you know he we started to talk about lead generation and marketing and how. Um, how an entrepreneur, how a business owner, how someone that has a craft or a skill can promote themselves um, right. doing stuff like this podcast or posting on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. whatnot. So it, the, the conversation was a perfect conversation of low point catalyst for change and then curiosity for new methods mm -hmm. and evolution in order to solve the ultimate problem, which is to earn and to fulfill purpose and to provide value to others. Yes. And, uh, you know, I was reminded of those moments in my life where I, I realized, you know what, there needs to be change. And this happened to me for a reason. I didn't get the job. I didn't get the client. Um, I got uh, rejected. Um, and, and I think that if we don't do a good job to really take those moments and to self-evolve, yes. to see that there needs to be change, then it's just we're being remiss on our part. So I had Absolutely. so much admiration for him to, to raise his hand and say, how, how do I evolve? How do I change? Because a lot of people, they go into a hole. Yeah, so true. And I, I highly recommend to, to everyone that, you know, when you're in that place of uncertainty, um, reach out to anyone, anyone who will listen. Because the, the, the greatest thing about self-help is that when you 
externalize it, when you talk to somebody about it, you know, whether it be a friend, a coach, or a therapist, you're actually uh, coming to realizations because you're saying it out loud. Hmm. And so it, it really helps. Um, I do that with my wife all the time. Uh, you know, some days she doesn't want to hear it, but <laughs> it's, um, it's good that when you externalize things um, and really talk about it in a, not in a negative light, in more of a curiosity type of way, mm. then you, you tend to uh, come to these realizations. And that's, like I said, that's when the magic happens. Mm. You know, there's, there's two things that I think about, which conflict with this idea and it makes, it makes it a little bit tougher. <laughs> the first okay. one is that I'd love to get your take on this. The first one is that <clears throat> when we try something new, uh, assuming that we haven't failed miserably in the past and hurt people and burned <laughs> other people's mo money, when yeah. we try something new, uh, friends and family give us a pat on the back, they support us, they like, they comment, they share, they buy our stuff. Uh, and it feels good. We feel validated. Wow, you know what? I've thought of a new business idea. I want to come up with uh, you know, a better type of string cheese, and I'm going to start a company with string cheese, and people are going to love it. And then our friends and family buy it. And so we feel, oh, this is great. There's some product market fit and some validation. Mm -hmm. And then we go to the next stage of the business, and now we're going and looking for strangers to buy our string cheese. Yes. And that's, that's where the hurt happens. Because you start with this, sometimes, not always, you start, we start with this false sense of validation. Uh, but then we go to the, the hardest part, which is finding not just customers, but repeating customers, people that will come yes. back, evangelize, refer, leave testimonials mm -hmm. to get that kind of social coefficient. So that's one piece of information. And then the second piece of information, which totally conflicts with that, is that if and when we do fail, um, especially to the people closest to us, uh, they're the first ones to criticize us. You know, no one is tougher on us than mothers, fathers, you know, aunts, uncles, spouses, kids even. They're the ones that say, damn it, you know what? I'm hungry. What What the <laughs> hell's going on? You know? So well, our first believers become our first haters, sometimes, not always. Mm -hmm. um, you get the point. I'd love, to, I'd love to get your take on this. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. So... Um, being completely transparent here, I was originally, um, I had studied to become an executive coach in the technology industry because I found that there was a huge need for it, uh, especially a lot to do with, you know, managers and, um, and people under the executives that needed that support because they were under so much stress. They were, you know, coming up on burnout and, they really needed some insight, you know? Um, but what had happened was when, when COVID hit, I was about to pivot into my business, but everyone was cutting out personal development within these technology corporations. Mm. So, you know, I had just spent $15,000 on coaching, um, uh, coaching classes and, you know, I've done all this work on top of that to, you know, get my skill set right. And I've, I've put in so many hours coaching other people. Um, but I didn't see it as a waste. I saw it as, okay, maybe now is just not the time for me to launch this. 
Mm. What should I be doing? And it made itself available to me. Like it, it, it was right in front of my eyes. And that was, let's, you know, because my last job was uh, training people, it was training for a corporation. Well, why not take that model and put it into my own business? So now I can train people um, without having to have that overhead or, you know, management or whatever. And I can do it on my own time and I can do it my way. And, you know, this, this was the reflection point. But if I stop to say, oh, you know, woe is me. And, you know, I spent all this money and now it's a waste of money. And no, it's not because I, I still do coaching. People still come to me and ask me for my opinion. They ask me for career paths. They ask me, um, some people even have trouble in their personal lives and they need somebody to talk to. And as a, another human being on this earth, I want to give back. I want to be kind. And when you're kind to others, you're also being kind to yourself. Mm. So well, that, mm. that was my reflection point. And, you know, with, without it, um, I probably would have just been stuck. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think uh, where a lot of folks feel stuck is in this idea of I am an entrepreneur. Mm. If I'm lucky, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm a employee that doesn't get a lot of appreciation, right? <laughs> uh, and I'm not challenged. But I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to start my own business as a side okay. hustle, as a daytime hustle, as my full hustle. You know, what would your advice be to folks that want that are that need to pay the bills, right? Mm -hmm. But and have their nine to five, but that want to initially start a five to nine, and then eventually uh, a, a nine to nine. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Um, I would recommend, and because I've done this uh, a couple of times, mm. I would recommend that uh, first of all define what it is that you want to do. Once you've defined that, come up with a strategy, a real strategy, not a, oh, I'm going to do this and make it very vague. Have a real strategy. I mean, you know, when I decided to open up my own business, I, ha I had put away enough money on the side that I was able to sustain myself for six months to make my business work because you can't, you can't. You can do a business on the side, you know, they call it the side hustle, but if you really want to grow your business, as you know, you need to put in the time and, you know, when you have family responsibilities and you want some, you know, time for self-care, plus you have your job, it's, it's really difficult. So, um, have a strategy in place and, you can do a five to nine with a strategy. Um, one way to do it is to do research, do tons of research and make sure that what you're doing, the market is willing to bear. Um, also make sure that what you're doing is what you really want to do. Try and picture yourself in that uh, position, in that role. 
And if you just, if you can't picture yourself in that role day to day uh, for at least a year, then it's not for you. Mm. And that's okay. It's okay for you to dream about it. It's okay for you to even do it for, you know, a few months and say, you know what, this is not me. That's okay. Because now you know what you don't like. So you can move on to what you do like. So, you know, um, test and try, see what you like. And if you don't like it, then, you know, move on to maybe a spinoff of, of that and get, get a new strategy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, on top of, on top of the, um, the strategy, you need to commit to yourself. You have to have the passion and the drive. You know, if you come home from work and you have this strategy and you want to do this business on the side, but you know what? Netflix just released this great new show and I want to binge watch it. Mm. Come on. What's more important, right? So you need to identify and commit. If you can't commit to your business, then you're not committing to yourself. You're not committing to your dream. Mm. And that means to me, I see it as it's not a fit for you. And that's okay. Like I said, you know, if you try something and you don't like it and, and it's not for you, then you know what you don't like, which means you're closer to what you do like. Mm. You know, it's funny. You made me realize that so many people say <clears throat> now is the easiest time to start a business because we've got all this mm -hmm. great tech in front of us. Everything is in the cloud. We can build a website in 10 minutes. We can put up our social accounts in a matter of minutes and start sharing content and generating leads or business. Uh, but we, on our computers and on our devices, mm -hmm. we're also inundated with distractions. You know, that new yes. Netflix show, you know, <laughs> social posts, social pings. Yeah. You know, there's there's a button that I think there's two buttons, I think, that can change someone's life. Number one is the airplane do not disturb icon yes. on phones. And then the other one is the do not disturb icon on, oh my our, God, yes. on our desktops. Yes. The problem is that Apple, Google, they don't want to build a button for us that says, here's do not disturb mode for productivity and here's do not disturb mode for for family time or being on an airplane yeah <laughs> because the first one is remove all the social pings remove all the netflix new show pings yeah. but keep some of the other ones maybe email or you know linkedin and then of course there's the other piece so how can we better manage our time i think that's what i'm trying to ask here so one thing that helped me immensely, um, I don't know if you watch the, um, the documentary called The Social Dilemma. Mm, it's on and my list. Yeah, it's a, it, you got to watch it. It's, it's on my, yeah, it's on my distraction list of content to watch <laughs> instead of, instead of working. <laughs> so, um, what, what the, uh, what the people on the documentary have recommended is to turn off your notifications. Okay. And man, it helped me immensely. 
immensely. So when you turn off your notifications, you're never inundated with, oh, I got new email. Oh, I got a, I got a new retweet. Oh, I got a, uh, um, a, a new notification on Facebook. Oh, somebody responded to my post. No. You create times and you can, um, you can use this, uh, you can use any type of app on your computer or your phone that will allow you to schedule your time accordingly. So you start off with, uh, with, you know, what you're going to do in the morning. Most people, as soon as they wake up <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's the worst thing to do. I mean, the greatest thing to do is, um, when you wake up, have a 10 minutes of self-reflection. Mm. Just lie there in the silence and you will be amazed at how your day will go. Amazed. I'm telling you, it'll change your life. Amazing. Well, <laughs> I, I'm inspired. I, I have so much gratitude for you and for your time and hearing about your journey. Thank, Thank you. you so much for inspiring us and educating us. Where can folks learn more about you? LinkedIn, website? Mm. So um, my training site is training.antonyt.com. If you go to antonyt.com, you can uh, find my coaching as well. Uh, LinkedIn, I practically live on LinkedIn. <laughs> so um, you can get me there uh, as well. You can find me on Twitter at Antony's Cloud. And um, I am on Facebook as well. Usually pretty much all the social media channels. Um, you can also find me on YouTube. So uh, any of those avenues, uh, I'm always willing to talk to people. I'm always willing to hear people out. And if you are looking to get into technology, if you are looking for um, advice on a career path into technology, I'm here to help and um, I'll never say no. I always accept every, every uh, connection request and I'm always willing to help people. Um, unless you're trying to sell me something, then I'll probably just ignore you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, stick around and thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much.